everybody, it's Kelly Cooper, and welcome to episode 213 of the Life Made to Order podcast, the law of attraction, and what makes a good manifester. I actually talked about this same topic on my re- most recent blog post, and like all my blog posts, it was based on a question someone had submitted to me, asking that very question, kind of asking what characteristics does a good manifester have, do they do this, or what kind of things that they do. And I really liked that question because it allowed me to talk more deeply about just the kind of stuff I like to talk about in general, just helping people understand what manifesting really is, what the work really involves, quote unquote work, as far as making that energetic transformation. What is it that we have to do that creates, that changes that energetic signature we're putting out into the world so that our external reality looks different? understanding what we're really after, what we really need to be looking at to make this change. So I want to do it in podcast form too, because I know some people might prefer one medium over another and it allows me to talk more in depth about it. So for even that people that read the post, I'm sure there'll be, you know, new information in here or I'll go deeper into something I might've just mentioned, you know, in a sentence or two in the post. So what makes for a good manifester? So if we understand one core thing about energy, it creates a whole new framework for doing this work. It simplifies something that we overcomplicate the crap out of. It clears up confusion about something that's actually not all that confusing, but the way the mind works, we feel very confused about, well, what is my vibe and what do I do to change it and what do I have to do and what's manifesting and we think it's this action-based process that you can do right or wrong and we worry we're doing it wrong or that we're la- whatever, right? All this, it creates all of this agita and it's just unnecessary, right? So there's a core premise to understand about manifesting. And again, once we understand this, it's like, oh, this is not so hard, actually, what I have to be focusing on. And I've said it before. Think of energy and vibration. These terms are simply fancy words for feelings. So your dominant emotional state, that's basically your energy. That's your vibration. Whatever that is, that's determining what's showing up and what's not showing up. So if we take that premise, your energy, your vibration, just fancy words for feelings, your manifesting capability, quote unquote, hinges on how good you feel, basically, like that energy you're putting out. If you feel good, good things are going to show up. If you feel bad, crappy stuff you don't want is going to show up, right? So, okay, so we keep that premise in mind, energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings. So a quote-unquote good manifester, what makes them good, again, I I use like quote-unquote and the inflection in my voice with certain words to kind of indicate like the words, the way we're using them really aren't like the way that we, you know, what's actually happening. It's not accurate. So a good manifester is somebody that is quote unquote successful at managing their emotional state and tending to their emotional state. And the way I see it is there's two core things that will determine our dominant emotional state. The first thing is our belief system, 
our self-image, our perception, our perspective of what's going on, right? All of that stuff that is under our control totally, which is good because that's where our feelings come from. Our feelings don't come out of nowhere. There's something happening in our mind. There's a story, there's a narrative, there's something we believe about how the world works, about what's happening in a particular situation, uh, what's up about ourselves, how we see ourselves. There's something happening in that realm and that's determining how we feel about everything. So a good manifester, quote unquote, good manifester, will be someone who is very diligent about believing things and trying to cultivate a belief system that leads you to feel positive things, believes things about themselves, about the world at large, about certain situations in life, whatever's happening to them. They believe things about that that feel good. And again, your belief system is totally under your control, so that's a good thing. You get to believe whatever you want. So some examples of what a good manifester would believe. The universe, God, whatever force is benevolent and is always arranging things for the highest good. You're loved and supported. The universe you're, is this, again, or God, whatever word you like to use, it's this force with which you can co-create if you want to think of it that way. A good manifester believes that every situation in life, no matter what happens, there's a potential for a positive benefit. It's serving them somehow. So they will be less in a state of resistance to things that the ego, mind, personality, self doesn't like. They look for the lesson. They look for the value. They look for the opportunity for positive transformation, greater clarity on what they like and don't like, right? Something, whatever's happening, it serves them somehow. It's all good. So a good manifester, again, won't be in a huge state of resistance and fighting against what is. They'll kind of go with the flow. A good manifester believes that they're worthy and deserving inherently, just their sheer existence that makes them worthy and deserving. It has nothing to do with action or what you contribute or what you've done or not done in your life. They're a, inherently, they're a quote unquote good person that deserves everything, love, abundance, health, whatever else, you know, we tend to want. I could go on and on with a million things, but that's just some examples, right? So that's the first characteristic of a good manifester. They believe things that make them feel good. And the mind wants to know, well, how do I believe things that feel good? How do I change my belief system? That's another thing we overcomplicate. It's very simple, but it requires a lot of trust and faith to, to do this because you're probably being asked to believe things that sound a little far-fetched based on your own experience and your observation of what happens in the world. Um, these beliefs, there's not a lot of evidence to, to show like that's true. You've seen the exact opposite and you believe the exact opposite again, based on your experience and what probably you observe, you know, in the world at large, you know, people, humanity at large. So that's where the trust and faith comes in because you learn about these teachings. You listen to a podcast like this. You read stuff by very wise people from long ago, like the Buddha and, and Christ and all these people. And they talk about these sorts of things. And there's a resonance. There's something in your heart feeling part of you, maybe not your mind, probably not your mind so much. That's like something clicks, something feels right. And that feeling 
uh, anyone that listens to Abraham Hicks, I believe they refer it to, uh, they refer to it as like an emotional guidance system where like your emotional response is showing you whether or not your thinking and beliefs are in alignment with source and like big you, God, again, whatever term or however you think of that. So you trust, you have to trust that your feelings, again, are a guidance system that help you evaluate what's true and not true. And it's a pretty simple system. The things that feel good are true. You're worthy and deserving. The world is a, a kind, loving place and not just random, meaningless chaos. Um, anything is possible. Your past doesn't determine your future. Uh, you're this powerful creator and your belief system and your energy and your positive focus and your intention. There's power in that and it can shape your, or all that stuff, right? Again, I can go on with a million examples. There's a feeling you feel when you hear those things. It feels good. You feel like you're hearing something that's true. You feel like you're hearing something that you actually have always known, but you just weren't consciously contemplating it. So again, you trust that feeling because that's all you have to go on is that feeling. Because again, right, most of us, you probably don't have a lot of personal experience that validates those beliefs. And the mind's thinking of, I'll believe it when I see it mentality, we see that doesn't really gel with all of this either because if the energy comes first, the emotional state is what, which again is influenced by your belief system. If that's what's determining your reality, those emotional shifts, those shifts in your thinking and belief system need to come first. So the mind wants to manifest evidence first to believe it. But if you're not a match to the types of experiences that would make it believe these things are true, they can't happen, right? So again, the whole I'll believe it when I see it mentality, it's not going to fly with energy work and all of this, this whole world. So that's your first thing, right? A good manifester believes things that feel good. They believe the things they want are possible. They believe they're worthy and deserving. They believe, again, they are, they're willing to uh, embrace perspectives on challenging situations that the ego mind part of us tends not to like and instead of again fighting against going into resistance mode huffing and puffing I don't like what's happening this sucks um, using those experiences to further dig in its its heels about the limitations in thinking and all the fears that it holds now and your belief system now and justifying holding on to all that shit a quote-unquote good manifester they're not doing that right they're like okay like again, that and that's one of the best qualities of a quote unquote good manifester is because one of our biggest barriers is what's happening now and our inability to look past it. A good manifester will look past it because they'll see that, okay, what's happening now, again, it's serving me somehow. What's happening now is just old energies playing out that I'm now working on transforming. So I'm working on the level of cause. So I know all of these unwanted situations, all of these challenges, all of these problems. Um, I know that I'm transforming the root of them and which was my energy so all of that will fit it all work out it'll be fine so if I know a situation is going to improve I'm not going to get all bent out of shape about what's happening now I'm just going to kind of lean into it go with the flow and, and let the situation do what it needs to do to me and for me so that's the first thing and the second thing a good manifester does is is it right? Energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings of our, our dominant emotional state is what's determining what's showing up in our lives. A good manifester will deal with their emotional shit because again, energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings. If we have a lot of bad vibes going on emotionally, we have a lot of repressed emotion. We're not dealing with um, stuff that's bothering us and it's just kind of all this stuff has been built up and we're not doing anything about it. 
that's not a great energy to be putting out in the world, right? Bad feelings feel badly. And again, energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings. We see that a good manifester knows the importance of dealing with their emotions and, and tending to their emotional health and purging all of that ick so it's not dominant in their vibe anymore. So, and I, I mean, talking about dealing with your feelings, I mean, that that's my thing. That's, I feel like that's what I'm known for. That's my jam here, right? So I love talking about this. Because again, when we think about it, if we think about it, if we understand that's what energy is, that's what vibration is, it's just our dominant emotions. It's like, oh, I see now the importance of dealing with my feelings. Because if I have all this emotional shit in my vibe from stuff from when I was a kid or my marriage or just general anxiety and whatever it is that we kind of suppress, repress, we try to, we have all our coping mechanisms to kind of keep it at bay so it doesn't, you know, get too out of hand. It doesn't affect us too badly, but it's always kind of running in the background and we're very well aware there's a tension, there's a heaviness. It's like, oh yeah, that would make a hell of a lot of sense. So it's like, that's why I talk about that all the time because you're, again, energy vibration. It's, it's just essentially, it's your feeling state. It's your emotions, your emotional state. So if you have a lot of bad feelings and you have all this stuff you're not dealing with, that's going to have a huge impact on your energy. So a good manifester recognizes the importance of dealing with your feelings. Because not dealing with our feelings from an energy manifesting LOA perspective, we see the barrier, right? Just the, the core issue of there's some bad juju there. There's some bad energy there. That's not going to help my, my case. And one of the big things you hear about with manifesting, right, is the importance of detachment. And detachment, I've talked about this before, detachment is not some active thing you try to achieve. It's a natural byproduct of exploring your attachment. And the only reason we feel attached to something is because we're looking for it to create a positive feeling we perceive to be lacking now. And more importantly, we perceive it as the key to taking away a bad feeling that we have now. That's where the attachment comes from. The mind thinks, I can't feel better unless I get this. So if you think you can't feel better and all these terrible feelings you have now are not going to budge unless you get a better job, unless you get more money, unless your business is more successful, unless you lose the weight, unless you get a boyfriend or whatever else it is, of course you're going to feel attached as hell because the stakes are so high. It's like your mind is like your happiness is riding on getting this thing. So when you deal with the pain and you explore the pain and you see that the pain is not actually caused by the circumstance, and you realize, okay, you start breaking that link your mind has between your feelings and your circumstances, thinking they're this, they're linked, they're connected. You're again, that detachment is a natural byproduct of that. You're going to be like, oh yeah, not having a boyfriend is not my problem. My problem is the story my mind is telling about my single status. That's what feels bad, and my mind thinks the boyfriend will make it go away. It means all those bad things I think about myself are not true if I find an old relationship. It means I'm not a loser, I'm not unattractive, I'm not boring, I'm not inadequate or whatever, right? So it's like, oh, the, my circumstances aren't really the problem. It's the story about my circumstances. Again, the feelings don't come out of nowhere. There's something you're believing about your circumstance that feels bad. And your mind thinks that you'll feel better if the circumstance change. And again, it has it all back. It has it all up back. The mind has everything about this all backwards and upside down, like in every single way. So yes, a good manifester will deal with their bad feelings. And again, part of dealing, part of doing that is exploring where they're coming from. Because again, they're not coming out of nowhere. 
there's a narrative, there's a story, there's a meaning your mind is assigning to this. There's something you're saying, you're, you're thinking about yourself. There's a belief there that feels bad. And then you explore that and you realize, okay, like this, what well, you see what's really going on. And again, the obvious feeling of the feelings. And this is another thing too, that's conscious choice along with consciously choosing your belief system using trusting your feelings to guide you know your evaluation of, of these different ways to look at everything and, and choosing the things that feel good trusting that that's valid but again this is another uh, conscious choice because you can choose whether or not you deal with your feelings no one can take that choice away from you no one there's nothing outside of you that can stop you from doing that you know it, there's the only barrier is us because we don't want to do that because right the mind's all about pain minimizing mode and I was like, well, I'm all about minimizing and avoiding pain. You want to like kind of walk right into the eye of the storm there. You want to like walk into the pain and, and be with it and explore it. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do that, right? And again, from a manifesting perspective, we see that that avoidance of pain is a big problem because by not dealing with the pain, the pain remains and getting rid of the pain will always be the mind's motivation for wanting to change the outside. Again, operating under the delusion that changing that is actually going to make you feel better in any real, lasting, meaningful, significant way. And I use those words deliberately because obviously on the surface level, there might be some relief of something if something changes in your, that your mind likes. But it tends to be, again, more surface, probably fleeting, and the other stuff kind of, you know, it, 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 it resurfaces again after a while and sometimes even more strongly. Because then you see that you got the thing you wanted and you're still not happy and that'll make you feel even worse. Because there's like a huge disappointment. So yeah, a good manifester recognizes that, again, energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings. So that means that if I have a lot of negative feelings, I have to deal with those feelings. Because that's, that's if I have a lot of that stuff in there, that's, you know, if that's dominating my energy, it's going to be hard to do this, you know, to get in alignment for all these different reasons, right? Just the sheer fact that that energy is kind of icky and sticky and gross, so that's not going to help. It'll keep you manifesting from pain minimizing mode, which just has you more focused on the pain. It will keep, it will, um, you won't be able, that, that all important sense of detachment that will elude you because by not dealing with the pain, you're not dealing with the source of the attachment. So that attachment, that feeling of need will remain around X, Y, or Z, whatever it is you want. Yeah, that's, that's uh, like I said before, manifesting, it's about what you're being. It's about your emotional state. It's about your belief system. It's about whether or not you deal with your feelings because that's the two core things that are determining your vibe. Manifesting, it's not an action. It's not something you can do right or wrong. There's no skill to it. It's not something someone can be good or bad at or like there's no way to do it more efficiently or more quickly than another thing. Vision boards, affirmations, all that stuff. Yeah, there's power in intention. There's power in focus. So when we first learn about a teaching like this and we start actually deliberately thinking about what we want, yeah, there can be great value in doing those things because you're putting something out into the world when you make that vision board or you write that letter or you make that list of stuff you want. Again, there's power in it. I'm not discouraging that or saying those things have no value. But because the teaching is often presented as this action-oriented process, we get the impression that that's the law of attraction. That's manifesting, saying affirmations, making vision boards, making gratitude lists, and this tool, this technique, and all of these different things, right? This ritual. And again, there's a value, but that's really not manifesting in that 
doing those things in and of themselves can't guarantee any sort of internal shift. The point of those things is to cultivate positive emotion. So again, energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings. If doing those things creates a positive feeling, then there's value. But that's their value, the feeling they're able to create. And that's what the mind doesn't understand because we're so action-oriented in life and we're used to action, thinking of action as the level of cause, the level of creation, where things come from. We carry that tendency to energy work. And the mind doesn't realize the point of those things is to evoke the positive emotion. The mind thinks the point of doing all that is the actual action. And the point is completing those actions. And I said my affirmations. I made my vision board. I make my gratitude list. Where's my stuff? And it's like, okay, great. You did those things. But has your dominant emotional state really changed that much? All the things you're affirming and, and vision boarding into your life, do you actually believe that they're possible for you? If you honestly assess your energy, do you think energetically you're in a space to receive them? Do you think you're putting the type of energy out in the world that would allow those things to come into your life? Do you actually believe all this stuff that you're being asked to believe? And most people, if they were to answer honestly, which I always say honesty is a conscious creator, brutal honesty, brutal honesty is a conscious creator's best friend. So again, your vibe, right? Your vibe, energy, fancy words for feelings, your emotional state is whatever it is. And there's no denying it doesn't help. Pretending you're happy when you don't doesn't help. That none of that changes that, that energy, right? So again, a lot of us, if we were to ask ourselves, okay, like, Am I, do I really feel like I'm transforming in a meaningful way on that energetic level? We'd be like, no, not really. I'm not really trying to actually transform my energy. I'm actually just trying to attract what I don't have. And those are two very different journeys. And the journey of just trying to get what you don't have, again, there's power and intention and focus and all our different, like you might get some pop here and there. You might make some surface level changes in your vibe. And again, our mind is powerful in that way. And you might see some stuff, but for the big stuff, the, there might, you probably need to do a bit more work. Most of us for lasting, consistent, meaningful change where you feel like you're just, you're, you're manifesting a different life overall. And just your day-to-day -day life is just different. That's usually that deeper energetic work. The stuff, if you want the stuff consistently, that's usually the deeper energetic work. If you want the really miraculous stuff to happen with like that really, eff that truly effortless ease where you're just like, I didn't do shit and all these amazing things are happening to me, all I, but all I'm doing is getting up every day and existing, that's usually the deeper thing, the deeper work. And if you actually want to manifest what you truly want, which isn't any of the stuff, but to actually just, again, the emotional healing, the, the sense of well-being... That's going to be the inner work, obviously, because because uh, when if we realize that the manifestation, the outside is not going to fix that. The surface level attract what you don't have journey. That's never going to actually get you what you truly want because you're never going to go within to work on the stuff that needs to be worked on. So again, there's these two different journeys, and the journey again of most of us, we realize we're like, oh yeah, I'm not actually trying to change my energy i'm not actually trying to make the inner transformation that naturally will align me with these different circumstances externally again i'm just trying to attract what i don't have by trying to quote unquote raise my vibration through the use of a variety of tools techniques routines and rituals programs and what have you and again i talk about this a lot and i always want to stress i'm not like saying don't do any of those things 
but a lot of you have probably found that, especially with like different programs and stuff, they tend to be very heavy on like very specific actions and routine and ritual, which if you resonate with it, then awesome. But if you don't, and it doesn't really feel like it's doing anything on an emotional level, what's most people say, well, I did this program about manifesting money or, and it didn't work. I did this program about energetic transformation for weight loss and it didn't work. Like a lot of my courses, if anyone's ever bought them, you know, these are recordings of live webinars I did at some point. And I just package them together with the assignments I give in between. And if anyone's ever done any of them, you'll see they're more informational in nature. They're not action oriented. There's no routines or rituals or, or prescribed formulas for anything. It's just deeper going more in depth about things I might talk about on my blog and there's the Q&A and then there's the assignments you know to help people kind of um you know integrate the information and again I'm not knocking any of that stuff but for a lot of us right that's what happens because again we think manifesting is an action and this this routine and ritual that the creator of the program it might have worked beautifully for them but it might not work for you if again if you're not resonating with the action that they're telling you to do because again in and of themselves they have no power because again, right, if manifesting is about what we're being, not what we're doing, we're always manifesting. As long as you're alive, breathing in this body and, and having this experience, stuff is going to happen to you. Things are going to show up. Opportunities are going to present themselves. So again, we have to really understand manifesting is not an action-based process. There's no skill to it. You can't be good or bad at it. No one can be like, well, they're a good manifester because they do this or this person's a bad manifester because they're not doing that or they're doing this thing wrong. It's like, no, it's none of that. You've always been creating. So knowledge of a teaching like the law of attraction and conscious creation, all these other spiritual laws, you know, that talk about, you know, this cause and effect of this invisible world, all this stuff is happening. And then the physical world is just a mirror of that, all these different things, right? You start to see it's like, oh, this has always been going on. The point of me knowing about all of this is I can be more deliberate now about who I'm being, how I'm moving through the world, more deliberate in my focus. Again, right, they call it conscious creation, conscious creator. This idea of con you're aware of all this now, but it's something that's always been happening. And this knowledge... It's not, it's not about, okay, well, now do all this stuff now. It's like, oh, I've always been manifesting. I just didn't really know where, like, the root of what was happening. I never really thought about my belief system. I never really thought about my, really, my self-image. I never really thought about how I'm, I focus most of the time. Now I'm becoming aware of all this. And with this knowledge, I can now consciously choose my belief system. I can consciously choose my perceptions of the world. I can consciously choose how I'm going to respond, how I'm going to see situations in my life that ego, mind, personality, self would tend to not like, see as challenging and, and misinterpret in all these other ways and, and missing the value in them. I can do all that differently now. So this knowledge is not about trying to be differently really in any way action-wise. It's just about knowing something knowing you're doing something that you've always been doing and now knowing what's going on and being more conscious about how you're participating in all of that. Being more conscious about that vibration you're putting out in the world. Again, just fancy words for emotional state. So, right, what are the two core things going to be from that? Consciously choosing your belief system, consciously choosing how you respond to all the things and all that stuff of the mind um, because that determines how you feel. The things you believe, your image of yourself, 
how you view a challenging situation in your life. That's all, whatever you think about that, that's going to determine how you feel. So a good manifester is very diligent and conscious about what about their belief, how they're choosing to see something. All the stuff that they learn, they're not just filing it away like, okay, I learned that now and then like not doing anything with the information. They're actually trying to let these perspectives, let these beliefs, let these different uh, views of themselves, like of who they really are, actually inform their own thinking. They're actually doing something with this information. They're trying to live it. They're practically applying it. Right, because again, what you believe, all of that stuff, that's going to determine how you feel. So, a good manifester is very conscious of trying to believe things, embrace ideas and perceptions that feel good. And then the second thing is obviously energy, vibration, fancy words for feelings. They deal with their negative feelings, and they don't let that stuff build up. And if they've been suppressing it, they explore it. When they feel negativity coming on or they feel something, you know, they deal with it. They don't press it back down. You know, they, they develop this new relationship with their negative emotion. And when I talk about dealing with negative feelings, I'm not talking about that they're happy all the time or they don't have bad feelings or they become some enlightened being. They might, and that's awesome. But most of us are probably going to have still have a variety of feelings because we're not devoting our whole life to mind training and communion with God and our spiritual path. A lot of us, it's like, yeah, I want to do all that, but I'm still living this worldly life and I do have those concerns and I'm not going to be some Buddha. So I am probably going to be contending with all of this stuff. So my job is to, you know, change my relationship with those feelings, make a commitment to dealing with all those feelings and develop, you know, a new way of, of operating in that sense. So those again, so I, what makes for a good manifester? Those are the two things. A good manifester believes things that feel good. And a good manifester deals with their feelings because those are the two things that determine your emotional state. And if that's what your vibration is and that's your vibration determines what you attract, those two things are going to be very beneficial for uh, putting you in an energy that's, you know, manifesting friendly, if you will. And anything that supports those, um, your emotional health, supports your well-being, tools, techniques, routines, rituals, that's all a very individual thing. Do that stuff to support it, but know that none of that is manifesting. So if you're not resonating with something, then don't do it because it's not going to help you because if it's not, it's not providing a feeling benefit, an emotional benefit. And if something does provide a benefit, awesome. Technically, you don't have to do any of that stuff because the two core components of our that determine our vibration are not really action oriented. They don't require any outside assistance. But again, most of us, we're probably going to need something. Meditation, yoga, physical exercise, journaling. You like your affirmations or you like looking at your vision. Again, whatever. That's a very, in, all the action part of personal growth work, that's a very personal individual thing. And again, most of us, we're going to find benefit and stuff. So if you're finding benefit, then yes, it's important that you do those things to support the journey, support that inner work. But again, technically, all of this is nothing, the realm of action, it's, it's, it's not anything in the world of action. It's all stuff of the mind of choosing our belief system, choosing to deal with our feelings. So if you can do those two things, you'll be a good manifester. So I hope this was helpful. And for more content, products, info about my coaching, head on over to livelifemageorder.com. Bye-bye.